Hello, I'm Arianna Raji Lee, founder of Pasha Mama, and welcome to our conversation, In Conversation, the podcast where I speak to women's health practitioners, baby and toddler experts, mamas and mums-to-be, to find out about what they do and how their story can support you through modern motherhood. Let's get started, shall we? Hi, guys. I'm really excited to introduce you to the first um, of our new mini series that we are calling Mamas the Word um, that will feature on our podcast and on IGTV, um, which is sharing the unspoken truths about motherhood. Um, I'm speaking to mums in the Pasha Mama community to share their experience of motherhood with all of us so that we can kind of be inspired and learn from one another because I think it's whilst it's really important to be talking to experts and sharing their insights what's really really valuable I think for mums is to hear from other mums so this is the very first of our Mamas the Word series. Um, as I said, we will be sharing it here on the podcast. And if you are more of a visual person, we're also sharing the uh, Zoom video, which is where I do the recording on our IGTV. So you'll be able to listen here or watch it um, on IGTV. Our first episode within this series is with Lucy all the way from Sydney, Australia. That's right. Our community has far-flung reaches, which I love. In this episode, we talk about how hard it's been for Lucy not having any family support around her. Her family and her partner's family live here in the UK whilst they're out in Sydney. And we touch on the different types of care um, that is available in, in Australia versus the UK in terms of, I guess, what more holistic and wellness treatments are more readily available out there versus here. Lucy also shares her experience of transitioning into the workplace. And even though we are mainly working from home these days, that doesn't diminish the guilt that can come with it. It was such a pleasure talking to Lucy and hearing her story. I can't wait for you to have a listen to it. And as always, if you want to share yours with me, please do get in touch. Lucy, hi, good morning, or I should say good evening where you are. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Good. I'm so pleased that we can chat and that our first um I guess episode of Mama's the Word is with such a flar flung mama. You're you're based in Sydney, right? I am, yes. Yeah, on the so, beach. Oh, so nice. I mean, complete polar opposites right now. Um, why don't you um, just introduce yourself to the community, your name, how many kids you've got, age, and what you do? Yeah. So I'm Lucy. I've got one one little girl. Her name is Matilda. She's nine months old now. Um, and I um, am a producer slash uh, a Pilates teacher slash business developer for a small uh, and growing Pilates studio here in Sydney. That's really cool. I feel like that's quite common these days for people to have, especially women, um, multiple things on the go. How yes. are you finding balancing all of that? And now with motherhood with a nine month old? Yeah, well, I've kind of chosen the, one of the roles sort of, of late, the, the business development role is kind of, taking up most of my time at the moment and the teaching will start to slowly come back in as I'm finding my feet going back to work and finding a nanny. I've got a nanny now, um, had her for a couple of months. So it's all a transition period of finding that person that I trust to leave 
Matilda with and you know also finding my way back into the working world so yeah okay so there's quite a few there's quite a few bits I want to kind of talk to you about today um why don't we just start with a question that I think I'll probably ask uh, most mums to begin with how have you found these last sort of 12 months um overall the overarching feeling is amazing I love being a mum I'm so grateful for for, for being a mum I'm grateful for the daughter that I have she's very loving and she's 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 a good girl and she brings us just so much joy um and then there's the other side of it of what it's brought me about my myself to realizing myself that I'm a lot more resilient than I probably realized and um you know it just gives you this sort of new confidence in yourself and in your intuition and um being parents without family nearby because it's just my husband and I and he's British as well and all of our family are in the UK and I grew up very close to my family and always surrounded by cousins and aunties and family friends and so I didn't really picture although we live here and my family live in the UK really having to be parent completely on our own if that makes sense we you know we have parents were due to visit when she was born and then we were going to come back a couple of times this year to the UK um, but it just shows you what well, showed me I think this last year that you know you can do it it's kind of is it is it is it's in within you this kind of like inner power and strength and um yeah way to get past the tiredness um but overarching Nina this year it's it's been joyful because of having Matilda it's been also very sad not that my parents and my family and my sister and all my good friends and, and my husband's family and friends haven't been able to meet this like bundle of joy and and hold her and and just get to know her and and my mum see me as a mum and so yeah it's 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 almost equal parts joy and sadness joy is is probably the overarching feeling though that's really I'm glad that joy is is the overarching and I think it's really lovely what you said about you you know we've spoken previously and you mentioned that motherhood is the sort of like inner energy which I think is absolutely amazing and, and quite mm -hmm. not that I've experienced it but quite spot on in terms of what I've seen and what I've heard um you kind of when you think you've got nothing left to give it's just you manage to somehow do it and that resilience as you say is is really amazing um I'm sorry that you haven't had family members nearby I mean I, you as you said you probably wouldn't have anyway because you've moved across mm. across the world but you were there were certain touch points that you had planned this year that that have made that really difficult so um and I'm glad that you've managed to find a nanny to at least give you that support that you need as well. You mentioned that tr finding somebody that you trust to leave your little one with um, was a little tricky. How did you how did you find that? And how did you finally sort of pick the one that you were going to do and sort of let go? Um, well, I kind of I'm very lucky here. I've got a lot of friends that have had children sort of anywhere between six months and a year older than, than Matilda and, and my, my boss and now good friend, she's got children. So I was very lucky I was sort of surrounded in this network um, of other mothers and um, especially the expat community, you all help each other out. So it's kind of asking around like, how did you find your nanny? And there's a local Facebook group and you just put a message on the group and I just had lots and lots of responses back. 
and there was just one or two mainly really I think there was the, the one that the nanny ended up with she just stood out to me her sort of CV sounded um strong but then her message was there was something about her message I don't even really know what it was that just felt right and sounded good and then I met her and I know it's silly but I believe in you know the universe and things are meant to be and she's sort of, the only time I could meet her was sort of last minute and she was available and she happened to be at another family around the corner and I was like oh that's strange that she's available now and so close by and the minute she met Matty Matty's face lit up and just smiled and I was just had a great feeling about her and obviously interviewed about you know how she is with children and her experience and all of that but one piece of advice um, a, um, a friend of mine gave me when she was choosing her nanny for her children who are sort of a bit older about four, you know, four or five was you don't need them to educate your baby at nine you know I gave she met her when she was seven months you need her to love her like you would love her and that was such great advice and I, that's the lens that I then took on when I met her I could just sort of see this bond that that Matty and her had and it was it was quite I don't know I go a lot by my intuition and energy and I just loved her energy I loved Matty's response to her and yeah I then sort of did my due diligence and, and then text <clears throat> um sorry <clears throat> one of the references that she gave me of the family that she works with now turns out a friend of a friend knows her so she raved about my nanny and my friend of a friend raved about the friend giving the reference. So again, I was like, oh, it's meant to be. The universe has kind of, you know, planned all that. And it feels really nice now to have this other person in our, in our team, in our sort of family. I mean, she comes only a couple of days a week so I can go to work. But just to know that if my husband and I, we've not done it yet, but would just really need a break or, or you know even for me to go to work and feel comfortable that I'm leaving her with someone that she's she that loves her and she's having fun with and she's comfortable with and yeah it's 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 really nice because it also means that she's becoming sociable and I want her to be a sociable little girl I don't want that was my kind of concern with the whole COVID thing that she was just with my husband and I so much as a baby that she maybe wouldn't go to anyone else or she just was becoming a bit sort of just relying on us only but luckily she's we haven't had such strict restrictions here so she has been around other children and our friends and and the nanny and so she's a sociable little girl which is is what I want her to continue to be so yeah yeah that's um that's great I there's so much to unpick there I um I actually did a podcast recording last night that will go out roughly around the same time as this will um with a child psychologist emotional um, child psychologist uh, talking about social development for babies that have been born in lockdown and it's been really interesting to hear essentially any mums who don't have support or you know have had tighter restrictions your babies are going to be fine um but it is good to know that um you know she settles well and I totally get you said it was kind of silly in terms of believing in energy and how you know things come together I totally totally believe that as well so that's really lovely that you've been able to to find someone um at the right place at the right time for you guys I wanted to ask I want I'm going to ask about um you kind of going back into work and how that transition has been but before I do I wanted to ask about and this might be hard for you to answer given that you had uh, Matilda in Australia so you haven't necessarily experienced um 
childcare or support here in the UK at least, but you may have friends here and, and heard their sort of feedback. Do you think there is a different, uh, childcare aside, I think that, us, you know, my husband and I spent five weeks in Australia last March, whilst the Europe was going into pandemonium from the pandemic. And we were really lucky to be there at that time. But we really felt that there is a definite difference in mentality from Australians as a general, these are massive generalizations to the yeah. way that the UK lives, you know, and then there, you know, everyone's super relaxed. Um, there is this air of, I don't know, adventure and outdoorsiness and wellness and, and, and holistic lifestyle, basically. Do you find that, do you think that maybe the childcare support or the way that mothers are treated or looked after is different in Australia to the UK? So, I mean, that might be a really difficult thing to answer. And, you know, each state in Australia probably has very, very different ways of the healthcare system. I'm not too familiar with it. But mm -hmm. in general, you know, I have a friend who is having fertility treatment out in Australia at the moment. And she, her, her fertility consultant is a wellness health something or other. Whereas I'm having fertility treatment in the UK and I feel like it's very clinical and, you know, no one really cares about my story. So even that, that small touch point that mm. I have in terms of the way that care is different for in the different countries, do you think that in Australia, mothers are treated with more kind of care, I guess, than, than in the UK? It is hard for me to fully comment, obviously not being from the UK, but I have found here that definitely the holistic side of things, I think it seems to be, it's just more accessible. It's more sort of spoken about. I remember when I was, you know, trying to get pregnant and my doctor would sort of say, oh, are you eating all the right things? Are you doing all the right things? And, and um, you know, she'd even say, you try an acupuncture. Um, you know, so to come from a, from a GP, I don't know if we get that in the UK necessarily, that that's a suggestion. Um, and here, as I say, it's just very accessible. Um, acupuncture is on every corner. Um, we have things like, um, fertility womb massages there's like a lady here in Bondi that specializes in that um and they probably have it in in London or in the UK in general but as I say it's just more around I think because it's maybe a smaller place there's like pockets of community for instance the studio that I work at um my uh, my boss is very passionate about prenatal uh, Pilates and prenatal wellness and so, so through that, I learned so much and had that sort of community around me um, of mothers and support and what you can do for your body when you're pregnant safely and what you need for labor and, you know, your big knickers and all these things that sort of everyone's talking about. And then sort of, I had an amazing care at the hospital with my midwife. So just so wonderful. And the, even the tour of the hospital, they were, they were very open to, uh, again, I don't know if they do this in the UK, but the sort of midwife when she was showing us the hospital, you know, 
don't forget ladies you can bring in your aromatherapy oil we've got aromatherapy machines here so you can bring in your oils and you know so I don't know stuff like that it was quite quite nice to hear um and then sort of post post motherhood uh I'm sorry post motherhood post pregnancy into motherhood the cares yeah has been amazing the midwives were, were really great and supportive and then there's a, a local childcare center in every kind of borough where you can for free just drop in and take your baby if you've got any concerns so that's been another great sort of support um for us that it's just around the corner and I just go oh I just want to know is my feeding schedule right for her is she I had, I had unfortunately had mastitis right at the beginning I think she was 10 days old and oh it was not fun and I could just drop in the clinic and sort of get tips from from them and they're just they're ex-nurses and they're just they've sort of volunteer their time to help mothers there's a great um free phone number you can call where yeah uh mothers um what's the word sorry volunteer to give you tips so i, I remember i called them once i was like oh she seems to be um has she got colic i'm not sure and you know and so th these women at the end of the line 24 7 just yeah. giving their time other mothers to other mothers so that's amazing whether that exists in the uk i'm sure it does in some form but that's yeah my that's amazing i mean i, I mean definitely i mean i'm not <laughs> let's just get it out there i'm not crapping over the uk care system yeah, yeah. whatsoever um i'm just saying i think it's a very different type of care as you say you know your gp was telling you about acupuncture and nutrition mine has definitely not done that at all and i've seen a few of them um, you know, I had to actively go out and find an acupuncturist. Um, they're not on every shop corner. They're, you know, um, the womb massage lady sounds delightful. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, as you say, it's more, it's more front of mind for Australians, it would seem, than it is in the UK. Um, and I love the idea of, I know, I, I know that we've definitely got you know, we've got community midwives that, that support postnatally. We've got these kind of drop-in uh, centres, like baby care centres at GP surgeries. But again, I think for, for London, it may be the same, uh, certainly across the UK, it's very much dependent on which area you're in to kind of get luck of the draw in terms of the level of care that you can get. But I love the idea of mothers volunteering to yeah, give information that is, that's great. And that's hopefully something that I would love to do once the community gets big enough Pasha Mama um, is to actually have people, you know, be available, have mums be available to then forward on knowledge. So, um, yeah, that's 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 awesome. Um, I wanted to go back a little bit to talk about, um, you know, you said you've you, you've got this wonderful nanny now, which gives you time to be able to transition back into work. How have you found that transition? How have you adjusted? How has Matilda adjusted? Um, and when did you start? You said she's not nine months now. When did you start to go back, back to work? Um, I actually went back quite early, but um, I've been very, very, very lucky. I'm very grateful to my boss and now dear friend. So I went back to work one day a week from home spread over the week um i think she was four months old and i never planned to go back that early but the as i say in this sort of business development role that i'm that i'm in 
we've grown an online digital part of the business, obviously with the world um, as it is for, for fitness. And um, so this opportunity came that needed to happen then. You know, there was no pressure to do it, but I, I love working with her and I knew I always wanted to go back. So it was kind of, and I also felt mentally ready for a little bit of something else uh, at that point. And it was, it was actually very doable when it was one day a week spread across the week. And, you know, I'd have meetings with my boss and I mean, she's my, my friend too. She would come round and she would have the meeting with Matilda, Matty, we call her for short. It's why I keep hearing me call her Matty on her lap. And she's a modern woman. This is how women work, you know? And um, I then slowly went up to two days a week and I was just working in her naps. Cause I, I sort of really um, sleep trained Matty and I, I know when her naps are. And I worked when she napped. So my boss would be at home with her. She's got a 18, nearly two year old. She would be napping. I would be at home at my house napping and we'll be on Zoom together. Both our babies napping. We knew that every lunchtime that's, we would have meetings. That's what we would do if we went together. So it's been quite a good sort of transition slowly. And now I do three days and I've got the support. Of, of the nanny now and my husband's been amazing as well and I would, I would often work in the evenings as well as lunchtime so it's been I think I've been really lucky that it's been sort of slowly like drip fed back into work um <clears throat> but there's there's been guilt and there still is every day every time I've gone up a day my guilt's kind of sort of snuck in but <clears throat> my mum just gave me great advice and said Matty seems to be really a happy baby because you're doing something for you, you're a happy mum. She doesn't, you know, have happy, happy mum, happy baby. And I do believe in that. You know, she said she doesn't, she seems to be thriving. So whatever you're doing, just keep on doing. Don't second guess it. And that's the thing about motherhood. You you sometimes can second guess and this voice comes in and you know, you, you're like, oh, but I am enjoying it and I'm being able to bring a little bit of money in for us and to pay the nanny and 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 also um, stimulate my my mind still and 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 it not be so hard if I'd gone back after a year of doing nothing and maybe I would have found that harder. So um, yeah, I mean there has been times where I had you know I do feel bad, but I'm very lucky that it's still only a few days a week. Uh, my boss is super flexible. I, I love what I do. I find it energizing. So when I get home to Matty, I'm like so energized, you know, because I'm in my flow at work. So I'm super lucky. So. That's yeah. that's that's really nice. I love that. I I love that idea of being at work, getting energized, feeling you know like you're using, as you say, it's always it's you know I hear it so often. You're using a different part of your brain, a different part of who you are is is switched on there, and it's so it's almost electric because you get like short bursts as you're as you're drip feeding, getting back into it, and then you use that, you harness that energy and. And when you get back home and you can just be your best self with your, with your little one, that's just, that's yeah. really lovely. And I do agree. It's so, so important. Mm. Um, you've given us such good nuggets of wisdom, Lucy. I, I love all of the things you've, you've, you've said. Thank you. One last question for you, which I think I'm going to probably ask everyone that um, I speak to. Um, motherhood has its ups and downs, it's rounds and rounds, and it's different for everyone on different days, on different hours in each day. But at this moment in time, how would you describe motherhood right now? Um, rewarding, uh, joyful, <clears throat> empowering. 
Um, uh, those are good words. Yeah, just yeah, those three words. Just it's 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 amazing. It's also really tiring, <laughs> um, but it's. It's, I think I saw a quote the other day. It's like, um, the most, she's the most cutest but tiring thing. I, I can't even remember it now, but it's just like this pure, this pure mix of those both things. You're just, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I, I've heard, but you know, it's a, a constant contradiction and emotion sometimes. Yes, thank you. So, yeah. Sorry. It's the end of the day. I've got a bit yeah. of mum. <laughs> no well um lucy thank you so much for for chatting to me and sharing your story it's been great to it's been great to talk thank you so nice to talk to you and see you